0: Click on the big red Tell Me More button and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone. Android, Kindle, or mp3 player. Get yours today. I'm incredibly excited today to bring you today's featured guest, Leslie Ziemba. Leslie, welcome to the show. Hi,
1: Ken. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's my pleasure. And for anyone listening who may be new to Leslie's work, let me give you a little background. Leslie Ziemba is a love coach. She's an author and a timeline therapy specialist. She assists men and women, in overcoming challenges related to dating and midlife and guiding them to having a thriving life and love. Her personal story, her work and book reflect pure vulnerability, authenticity and the big sister real talk we often need to help us get out of our own way. Leslie, do me a favor. If there's any blanks in that intro, please fill those in and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life if you would.
1: Sure. Absolutely. So I got started in with what I do as a love coach after my own divorce and challenges in dating in midlife and, and, um, hired a life coach at one point in my life after a horrible breakup and got so much out of life coaching that I decided to become a coach myself. And I mean, I got more out of three months of life coaching than I did out of three years of counseling. So that's what kind of led me, you know, to this place in my life where I'm absolutely passionate about just helping people to uncover any hidden barriers that might be keeping them from attracting the right type of love that's, you know, that's right for them. So that's a little bit about me and what
0: I do. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, one of the things that I like to start with, Leslie, is I've found personally as well as, you know, in speaking with with all our guests on the show, one of the things that at least I feel is really really helpful is to have what I call a guiding principle and sometimes it's you know it's a quote or it's a mantra it's it's kind of a touchstone that that you come back to when you feel like you kind of got off track with your partnership and I'm wondering what that is for you and and how our listeners could apply it in their lives
1: well I would say one of the things that I've always kind of fallen back on is whenever I get into a situation whether it be any kind of partnership romantic business anything to take a step back and look at why I might be attracting this situation to me because it's not always what somebody else did to me or what you know how somebody else is reacting it might be you know what did I do where what is my part in this what part of this do you, you know how do I play into this and kind of stepping outside of myself a little bit to look at my perspective, at their perspective, and, you know, to see where we might be able to come to a compromise.
0: Great. You know, I I love that you, you, you know, called it what, what is my part, because that's oftentimes one of the things that I bring people's attention to is obviously the first part of partnership is part. Yes, and when we look absolutely. at we're well, like wait a minute, what's my part in this? Because it's so easy for us to right. just look at what the other person's doing.
1: Oh, yes. I have in the book that I wrote, I use the analogy of moving from the basement to the attic in our in our own personal growth, uh, especially you know in relationships, and I always talk about the basement is the kind of the victim mentality where we store all of our garbage that dark, damp <laughs> place with, you know, like the really tiny windows where you don't have a whole lot of light in there and, you know, you just kind of put all your junk down in there, Mm -hmm. the stuff that you don't use all the time or the stuff that gets, you know, that might be a little bit dirty. And so, um, you know, I talk about, you know, moving up to the first floor and getting out of that, that basement and out of that victim mentality, you know, and not that everybody wants to walk around, you know, nobody walks around saying I'm the victim, but, many people don't understand that they do have a part in whatever is going on. It's not all that, what somebody did to me, you know, some, I had one person, you know, screaming and yelling about their Verizon bill, you know, and effing Verizon and this and that. And, oh, you didn't pay your bill though. You know, (laughs) Verizon shut off your phone, but you didn't pay your bill. So it's Verizon's fault. So, you know, just kind of looking from it you know from a different angle to see why is this going on what did i do to cause this what's my part in it
0: absolutely yeah i love that analogy that the basement and the attic because <laughs> you're right mm-hmm. I and mean, it's kind of like we all have some place we kind of keep the garbage yeah, we're not sure yeah. why we have it but we still have it and we're actually really attached to it Yes, yeah. that's great great well leslie where I'd like to, to kind of dive into is one of the things that our listeners have told us they love about the show is the stories that our guests share. And what I'd love to do right now is, is actually dive into a, a story of a time when, well, maybe you kind of tripped up in a partnership and, and just tell us that story. You know, What were you doing? How'd you trip up? What'd you trip on? And, and then what did you learn from that experience that's helped you to move forward?
1: Okay, sure. I actually had something happen kind of recently. And even in my own personal growth down this, this path, you know, we all still get tripped up at times. And I had um, actually a business partner who is a good friend of mine. And we've, you know, been doing some, some work together, some marketing stuff. And he's a good friend. So I know that I can tell him, you know, how I feel if something's, you know, kind of bothering me. And we were kind of back and forth through a text message and he said something that I didn't appreciate and I kind of spouted off back to him via text. And he called me because he didn't want to talk about it through text, which was, you know, the mature thing to do. But I could not, you know, have that conversation with him right then. And I just sent him a voicemail and told him that I needed to, uh, to think before I actually spoke to him. And there was a, I actually had an interview that I had to do like 15 minutes later. So I didn't want to get into it with him before this interview. But I, when I was finished with the interview, I went back to actually text him back to tell him why what he said, you know, rubbed me the wrong way. And as I started to text him back, I thought, you know what, this is not the way that I conduct my my business. This is not the way that I conduct my personal life anymore. I need to pick up the phone and have this intelligent, respectful, mature conversation with him and express to him, you know, exactly what he said that pushed my buttons and acknowledge that I understand, you know, why he said it, but that he was, in my opinion, he was off base. And, you know, I, I picked up the phone and called him and we had that conversation and it was very healing for me because like I said, even though I do this work on a daily basis, we all still fall short and we trip. I always say, you know, using that the house analogy, when we get up to the, the attic space, I always talk about my, the attic space when I look at this house, my attic space was this huge walk up attic that when my children were younger, we turned this attic into a big playroom for them. And there's like a little um, balcony off of it um, as if it's like the, the, um, like a terrace, you know, that you can walk out on, like they call it, like the widow's walk, I guess, or the widow's,
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: that's what they call it, the widow's walk. Yep. So it was this big, you know, beautiful space that I just loved. that was breathtaking. You can go up there and just, you know, look at the sunset and just a beautiful place. So, but I do always say, you know, in the, when I'm talking about that analogy of the house, because I've oftentimes fallen down those steps. <laughs> I, have, I have tripped down those steps many times. My kids have fallen down those steps numerous and times, and scuffed up their shins. But, you know, so we all fall short, but it was really healing for me to have that conversation with him and to know that, yeah, I started to trip down those steps again, but I was able to recover, get back up, and do what I needed to do to have that, you know, copacetic partnership. With him. So, yeah, that was a pretty recent
0: experience. Yeah. And, and, you know, one, I love the fact that, you know, it's recent, right? We all have these. Nobody ever gets yep. out of this altogether. Right? It doesn't matter yep. how long you've done personal development or relationship work or whatever it is. Right. I've had guests on the show that were in their 80s and they're like, So last week, I'm like, What? Yeah, exactly. You've been doing this for 50 years. And they're like, I know. <laughs> uh uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's one piece of it is sometimes what makes it hard to own our part is we're so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And when we can step back and go, okay, I did it again. I, I mean, at least this time I'm aware of it. I'm moving forward yeah. in that regard. But, yeah, I'm still going to stumble. I'm going to fall down those steps like you said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, but I always tell people, you know, just as the 12-step program in in AA, the first step is admitting Mm -hmm. that you have a problem. Mm You know, So the first step is admitting that you are part of that problem.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Thank you. Sure. Well, Leslie, what I'd like to do now, and this is kind of a nuanced difference to what I'm looking for, but what I'd love to have you share with us is a story of a time when you had what I call a duh moment. You know, it's like one of those times where you're like, okay, I can't believe I've actually missed this for this long. And then you have that wake up moment, and it actually turns into a building block for your future partnerships. Take us to that Mm -hmm. point in time.
1: Oh, I have one that immediately comes to mind. As soon as you said that, I was in a relationship that was right at the beginning of when I started this whole personal growth journey. And the relationship, I call it, I, and I refer to it in my book as the, it was my, um, It was my. he was my spiritual teacher. And this was my holy assignment. And I was going to get this assignment right, whether it killed me or one of us landed in jail. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's commitment. And like what was that? I said, that's commitment. I like it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But I knew that this was my holy assignment. And I, there was something here that I had to learn. And as many times as I had to run my head in that brick wall i was going to I was going to figure it out and learn from it and so I had you know we had I was in this relationship for about a year at this point, and we had moved in with each other and we had gotten into very big argument and there were many you know unkind things that were said on both parts and when he said something or he did whatever he did at that moment i won't go into detail about that but i immediately called a girlfriend of mine who lived right down the street and she was always one of those people that was always there when there was something going on she was always that person that you could turn to that you can you know lean your head on and cry on her shoulder she was always that person that would stand you know would back you up so i called her and i was I ran over to her house and I'm crying and boohooing about everything that happened, what he did to me. And, you know, she was so adamant about, you know, all these things that could possibly happen telling me that, you know, I need to get a restraining order against him, even though he had not let, you know, not put a finger on me, Mm -hmm. um, that I had to do all these things and she really had me, scared to death and I looking back on it it took me a little bit of time to realize and I, you know I did end the relationship with him at that time but it was not a, a good ending it was very very dramatic and it was because I was so afraid of this person I was so afraid of the craziness that was going on between us and I don't even know what I was afraid of But I remember I had this little, you know, pit bull of a girlfriend with me that was just always, you know, like, yeah, he did this and you better do this and and, you know, be careful of this. And, you know, we have I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and as much as I love Charleston, our state has the worst domestic violence rating. Mm. So, you know, she's throwing that up there like, you know, this you know, this state, you know, with the domestic abuse stuff, you need to do this and you need to get this done and you need to tell him this. And so my long to make a long story short, I actually, you know, ended the relationship with him and I pulled back from her and I really did some evaluating to realize that, number one, the things that she was telling me that I had to worry about, I really don't think that he would have done. But I was letting her push my buttons and push my fear buttons, even though I didn't have anything to really fear. And had I handled the situation much better and in a a very calm, respectful manner, we would have never gotten to the level that we did. But I had to completely distance myself from one of my closest friends. And it was because I knew that she was the kind that always pushed the drama button. So my takeaway from that was, you know, to be very careful of who I surround myself with and who I tell my stuff to. I don't tell any of my personal relationship stuff to anybody that is not one of my colleagues anymore, that isn't already in the coaching industry and that, you know, knows what's going on. I don't tell any of my friends or family anything about what's going on in my relationships anymore. So my biggest takeaway from that was, you know, just to be very cautious of who I share my personal stuff with because not everybody has the best intentions for you. A lot of people just love drama and they just feed off of it. And it might not be something that was necessarily true or would have happened.
0: If that makes sense. Absolutely. No, I I'm so grateful that you shared that because what was going through my head as, as you were telling that story, it's something that I call validating our invalidation, mm, yeah. where it's really easy to find a bunch of people to commiserate that'll feed it, like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, see, see? And you start going. And then all of a sudden, if you step back, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, how did we get here? And it's kind of yeah. like that group think where it just it's feeding on itself and everybody starts throwing in their piece. And next thing you know, it may not have anything to do with you. Yeah. It started out as a minor complaint and now it's grown into this giant thing and you're, you know, getting restraining orders and all this stuff. Um, I mean, obviously there's time and place for that, but it's so easy to get caught up in that because it feels welcoming. It feels like you're being seen and understood and it just keeps going. And we kind of lose sight of where this actually started. Yeah, exactly. Such a great example.
1: Yeah, that was my biggest takeaway from that was, like, where – I don't even understand how this happened. I do – I mean, I understand it now, but at the time, I was – you know, you look back and it's like, wait wait a minute. Yeah. This is like, you know, when people start these hate rallies and stuff, all it takes is one person just, you know, making a big fuss, and then everybody else is like, yeah, that's right. I don't like that either. Let me, you know, put my two cents in and make a big fuss. I love – Mother Teresa's quote, and she says, "I will never something to the the um the effect of I will never participate in the anti-war rally. If you invite me to a peace rally, I'll be there, mm. but I'll never be. They'll never invite me to an anti-war rally."
0: Yeah, and I, I, I think that speaks so directly to it's all about intention so yes. if your friend's intention had been to help you you know come down from where you were that would have been one thing but instead she was feeding that fire yes absolutely and throwing so, the
1: wood on the fire
0: yeah <laughs> it didn't it didn't end up serving you even though at the time you're like oh i'm getting support here but it wasn't the support mm-hmm. that actually helped you it was the support that just fed the fed the frenzy <laughs> yeah
1: and yeah and it just oh my gosh i just and i looked back about two months later when I really, you know, distanced myself from her and I looked back and I thought, you know, this isn't even me. This isn't my lifestyle. This isn't who I am. This isn't the the type of energy that I attract to me. I was just in the beginning of this whole, you know, personal growth, personal development, and um, really just, you know, opening my eyes to all of this stuff. And I just, that was huge a huge shift in my, in my life. Yeah. Very grateful
0: for it. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. Sure. So Leslie, what I'd like us to do now is actually switch gears a little bit. And what I'm going to ask you to do is share a little story of a time. I, I call it like a proud moment in partnership and sometimes it's romantic sometimes it's family or career just wherever it shows up for you and the way i recognize these is when i think back upon that time i can't help but smile Mm -hmm. what's one of those partnership moments for you so i was doing you
1: know just starting to build my list and you know, reaching out to people. I've only ever done anything like through a referral and word of mouth at that time. And I reached out to looking, I was looking for promotional partners, somebody who might be in my industry, but maybe has a bit of a different audience. Um, you know, they're not in the same, they're not doing the same thing, but they have, a. Um, so we all have the same audience that we want to reach out to, but they're doing something a little bit different than I was doing. Mm-hmm. So I found some people that I wanted to reach out to to ask them if they would be open to a promotional partnership. And I was looking online and found a woman who had a very large following. And I knew she was very successful in the coaching industry. And she was um, an executive coach working with um, mostly with women. And I, that was the ideal target that I wanted to reach at that time. So I thought, you know what? She's really big and she's probably not going to answer me, but I'm going to message her anyway. And I sent her a message. I actually sent a few people that were pretty high up and pretty big out there, sent them a few, a few emails. And I had one woman that reached out to me that she had actually retired. So it wasn't a good match, but she was interested in selling her, her list. So I actually contacted my marketing guy and I was talking with him and he's like, Oh yeah, I know her. And then he said, you know, I worked with her and another woman in the same group and he mentioned the other woman's name. And I said, Oh wow, I, she's one of the people that I reached out to, you know, this other person that he mentioned. And I, I, he turned around and said, you know, he's like, well, she's a really good friend of mine. Let me, you know, talk to her. She's got a huge following and, you know, maybe she would be willing to help. And he reached out to that person and she never apparently got my email, my first email. So long story short, we jumped on a a, a call together and she was completely on board to help me do this promotional partnership. And I would have never had the opportunity had I not thought to myself, you know what, I don't care if she's huge. I'm going to reach out to her anyway, because what do I have to lose? You know, it takes so many no's to finally get to a yes. You know, anybody that's in sales and business, we we know this. So I was so proud of that moment, and it, it turned out to be such a good partnership and a good friendship. And it would have never happened if I didn't just stick my neck out there and then it was so serendipitous that my marketing guy was friends with her. And, you know, I never knew that. So, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a a leg up on that one, a little bit of helping that, you know, they were friends. But you never know unless you stick your neck out there and, and see what happens.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, that applies everywhere, any type of partnership, yeah. right? I mean, it's funny. You just made me think about it. A good friend of mine, Jeff, used to, he, had, he was very successful at dating and met all these great women. And, and somebody said, how do you get so many dates? He goes, oh, I just ask more people than you do.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: He's yeah. like, d- it's not that I've got magic words. He goes, I just, I d- just put it out there because I'll never know unless I ask. Right. And it was so simple. And yet everybody's looking for this magic potion or what's the special thing? And he's like, uh, yeah. ask people yes and i found that to be true for this show i mean it's amazing some of the people have been on this show and i'm just like well who knows and like you yeah. i send out the information invite them to the show and they're like yeah absolutely and i'm going really wow and yeah. it's so funny because i'll have <laughs> other people with shows go you interviewed you know gay hendrix or area ford or how did you get them i said i asked right they're like no, no no seriously Like, what did you do? I'm like, I looked to their website. I found their contact. I sent them an email and they responded. Yep. Yep. And they're like, yeah, really? Like they responded. I'm like, yeah. Why is it so hard to believe? And I think Mm -hmm. part of it was initially was my naivete of just assuming that they were, you know, oh, yeah, that goes straight to their inbox. Not that they have a staff or anything. And sometimes it actually does. Right. Yes. I found that to be true with somebody that I
1: reached out to one time.
0: Yeah. I actually, one of the people I, I interviewed and I won't give their name just for their own privacy, but they said, you know, I was asking you know, well, where do I need to follow up with you? And what's the right email? Who do I send that to? Assuming they had a, a team and they go, oh, it's just my Gmail. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. And they go, yeah, if it's bigger than that, I'm not doing it. And yet they're on right. the like, top tier, but they're like, I don't want to run a business that needs 25 people right i can do this and if it gets beyond that that's my boundary and i just say no that's more than i want to do i'm good with what i'm doing and i you know that's the system i've set up so we never know and like you said you you put Mm -hmm. it out there or who knows who right and your friend knew this guy and that guy and they made the introduction and next thing you know everything's good so awesome story I, i love when we see that partnership isn't always a straight line yes
1: absolutely
0: Oftentimes, we have no idea how we're going to get there, but we won't get anywhere if we don't ask.
1: If you don't try, if you don't just put yourself out there, and especially with dating, I had a client that came to me one time and she said, Oh, my girlfriend wants to set me up with this guy, and I don't know. I just, like, I've seen a picture of him before, but I don't know, you know, how I feel about him. I don't know that I'm really attracted to him. And she said she wants me to come and meet them for happy hour with appetizers and cocktails at whatever you know, five o'clock on Friday. And she's like, I don't know if I want to go. And I said, her, just go. You're not, it's not even a blind date. You're going with a group of people. What happens if he turns out to be the love of your life, or maybe he's somebody that you'll fix up with your cousin or one of your best friends, or maybe he'll be a business partner or a business contact of some way to turn, you know, to turn you on to something else in your career or, you know, he might just be like the best guy friend that you could ever have. You never know. Just go meet people. You won't know unless you put yourself out there. You never know who he even knows. You just never know.
0: Yeah, it's it's amazing how much we get in our own way.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And, you know, you're right. I mean, you got to do something. They're They're not going to show up in your living room. Right. You you have to mm-hmm. do something. Get somewhere where there's a possibility of meeting someone. Right. Absolutely. And, yeah, and it's it it's funny because, you know, we've been hurt, we feel like we've wasted our time. We have all these different things that justify not doing it. But, you know, like I said, it's it's not gonna happen all by itself. There is no magic. It it's just basically showing up, being you, seeing who you meet. Obviously if you have friends that are willing to introduce you, who knows? But uh, yeah, it, it, it takes putting ourselves out there. There's no other way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Leslie, we, we have arrived at a part of this show I call Bring It All Home. And this is where we actually shift away from stories. And I'm going to ask you for okay. some simple, uh, concrete guidance for our listeners so they can take this out and, and apply it right away. And where I want to start with this is I'm wondering what you would say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received from someone.
1: I would say, especially when we're talking about romantic relationships, if you're single, if you are you know, looking to get in a relationship, you're feeling lonely, whatever the case may be, whatever's gone on in your past, make sure that before you go and put yourself out there, that you've done some work around your mindset and around healing from whatever has happened in the past one of the things that I really focus on in my work with my clients is something called timeline therapy. And it's kind of a backdoor approach to helping like heal things on an unconscious level, Mm. the stuff that you don't know that you're projecting out there. And so if you've been cheated on in the past or you've been lied to or abused or something, you're always going to be giving off this vibe of damage, hurt. And until you really do the work to heal that, until you've really changed your mindset around the type of people that you've attracted in the past and what what type of people you want to attract in the future. I always tell people, you know, there's two things that you work on. It's healing and your mindset before you do anything else, before you move forward into another relationship. Seek professional help. Seek a a life coach, a, a relationship coach, something to help with that healing from what from and it might be something from childhood with timeline therapy we go all the way back to we can go back to birth three years old whatever the, the case might be to find out where something happened you know in your past that might need to be healed some negative emotion or some limiting decision that is holding you back from having the love that you really want so do that healing work hire somebody to help you do that somebody that can keep you accountable And, you know, go out there and get exactly what you want and don't settle. Excellent. That's my biggest biggest advice, I
0: would say. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. Well, what would you say, Leslie, is, well, I guess I'll ask it this way. Because, one, I want to find out more about your book. So tell us a little bit about your book. But then I also want to find out what's another book or resource that you would recommend to your listeners and why that particular resource? Sure. So
1: my, the book that I published earlier this year was called, it's called fearless love and it's growing through divorce, dating and divine purpose to heal, thrive and attract the love you desire. And again, you know, like I love the analogy that I have in that book about the, you know, from the basement to the attic. And, and, um, I think that's really beneficial for people that are looking to, to really, you know, advance themselves when it comes to relationships. And, um, Let's see. And that's also, it's available on Amazon in paperback and um, ebook. So another book that I would say I would recommend would have to be, hmm, trying to think of what my favorite one might be. I would say there's one called Love and Respect that has been really beneficial for people in relationships. And one for people that are single or in relationships, I would say would be Conscious Loving from uh, Gay and Katie Hendricks, which I know you mentioned earlier, and I love their their work and their message. And I think that has been a great book when it comes to relationships. I'd probably recommend that. Conscious Loving.
0: Yeah, that tremendous resources. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, Leslie, I, I think it's pretty clear to our listeners, I know it's clear to me, that you have a lot to share, <laughs> and I would love it if you'd let our <laughs> listeners know, how can they contact you? How can they learn more about what you do?
1: Sure, absolutely. They can go to my website, which is leslieziemba.com, that's L-E-S-L-I-E-V-I-E-M-B-A.com, and they can also email me at leslie at leslieziemba.com. Excellent. And there's also, if they do go to the website, there's a free gift on there, and it's um, Three Simple and Powerful Steps to Attracting the Love You Desire.
0: Fantastic. Excellent. Yes. It's a, it's a video series. Oh, cool. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, and by the way, folks, if you're driving or, you know, doing something right now, you don't have a pen handy... All you need to do to get to that uh, those links is go to the Speaking of Partnership website, type in Leslie's name. You can actually just type Leslie, and it'll take you straight to her show page, and then <laughs> you'll be able to see all the links there. So it's really easy for you. Don't worry if you didn't get that jotted down. Uh, Leslie, this has been so much fun. I, I love your stories, your insights. Just incredible. I know everyone listening is learning a lot from this, too. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Ken. I really enjoyed it
0: my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes the greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.